from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict episode 240. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Blue Apron, and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Mr. Brad Daddy. Hello, Brenda. Hello. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm very good. We have a guest today. Woohoo. I'm excited. Please welcome to the show, host of Top 4 on Relay FM, Tiffany Allman. Hi, Tiff. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm I'm Dandy. Dandy, thank you so much for joining us today. This is one of the rare times where I book a guest. Yes, yep. yeah, and uh, I and I like it. Tiff's back for her her second appearance, and mm-hmm. uh, she's got uh, stories to tell us, Mike, from the the Philadelphia Pin Show, which I was so jealous of, like everything I saw over the weekend. Yeah, uh, Tiff was our reporter in the field uh, for for Philly, so we're going to talk about I that was. in a little bit today. But of course, we have a plethora of follow up to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is. Somebody, a couple of people sent me this um, on Twitter. The it is a what is it, a, a platinum thirty seven seventy six in yeah. an incredible pink color. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, I love this model, and I I get on platinum a little bit because they're such an amazing pen. Their nibs are spectacular, and they don't really branch out like sailor. Yeah, Sailor kind of goes nuts with the colors, and they have all kinds of special editions everywhere. And Platinum will release like one or two 3776s, you know, and a lot of them have been clear demonstrator barrels with different types of finishing on them, or they've done some transparent blue and things like that. And they're all cool. They look great. Um, but I don't, I just wish they would do more just because I love the pin so much. And this one, you know, I guess maybe falls into that category. It's still part of the same kind of collection that they've done in the past with the lakes. It's the same style of pin. It's got the same faceting as one of the previous releases, except this time it's in pink and rose gold. And it's, I mean, it's a stunner. Like I, if this was rhodium plated, I would have bought it already. i and I, you know, I love pink pins, but I don't know if I can do pink and rose gold. Like, what do you, what do you, what do y'all think about this? I'm all about that. It's like the old yeah. color combo. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I agree. <laughs> rose gold all the way. Yeah. It's like See, if you're gonna go fluorescent pink, why not go rose gold as well? Of course, yeah. What else would I you mean, put with it? It looks really good. Yeah, it looks better than like regular gold. Like that would not look good. Um, I like the rhodium and, or, and silver look with it. I mean, I'm temp- this would be my first rose gold furniture pen if I went down this path. It, it's really tempting. Like, I've never been interested in any rose gold furniture pen before. What do you this mean one, by furniture pen? So, clip, band, nib, anything that's like the accessory type, like the metal parts on a plastic pen. So, uh-huh. the hardware, the hardware parts that are exterior to the barrel. So, so the furniture. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah, when I say that, that's what I mean. It's usually clip. It's usually like the exact things you see on this particular pen. Clip, cap band, nib. Yeah, I'm all about it. I just want to know where to get it. That's all I want to know. Yeah, usually they'll all coordinate. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, who was this? Where did we get this link from? It was on Facebook. Is this, yeah. this must just... Oh, this was actually Platinum's page on Facebook. Yeah, Platinum's so, yeah. page on Facebook, and then it was sent to us uh, from Calligraphy Nut on Twitter as well. Actually, people sent mm-hmm. me this tweet, and it seems like that it's debuting in a couple of weeks on the 1st of February. seems like it's called The Lyra. But uh, I haven't seen anywhere where it can be purchased. 
So most, anytime I've bought one of the Platinum Special Editions before, I've been able to get them from one of our usual vendors that we'd normally yeah. be able to get them from, like Penn Chalet. That was my hope, So, like, because I really want it. So let me know, Ron, if you're going to get this thing. Because <laughs> I don't own any of the Platinum uh, 3776s because, as I say, I find, I find the design kind of uninspiring. But mm-hmm. everybody, including you, is always talking about just how great they are. But I've yeah. just never been drawn to the way that they look. That they're, they're just not. I, it's just not exciting to me at all. Yeah, it's cl- completely understandable. Except your your nib's going to be very similar to your Nakaya nib, though, when you get it. Yeah, so this Tiff is knows, think, Tiff knows all about that. She's way ahead yeah. of you, Mike. I know. Oh, I do. We're going to get to I that. I know. Later and mine's on. even in rose gold. So I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I have uh, a retro fifty one with rose gold furniture. Um, mm-hmm. I got it at the Atlanta Pen Show, and it's uh, it's I think it's brown lacquer with rose gold. Yeah, that one was real pretty. I, I saw the name of like, that one. Yeah, okay, I'll get that one as well then, shall I? And it just carries on forever and ever. You know, one of the things we didn't put in the show notes, and I'm just going to hijack right here. Mm-hmm. What were those retro fifty ones you found, Tiff? Like, I, I meant to put oh. that in the show notes. So uh, yeah. tell tell me that story. I just saw the pictures, and we didn't talk about it. Let me pick them up here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was evil. <laughs> oh, I've just got them all sitting right next to me. Let me get all my special stuff. I do. Just let me fan <laughs> them out funny. and check them out. So <laughs> there are the Groove Writer series, which I think um, uh, it was like in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're from. Anyway, but I was just like looking around this stationery store that is in a town nearby and I saw that they had some retro 51 boxes. So and it was behind a glass case. And I asked the guy, I'm like, oh, can I check those out? And he opens up the case and the boxes are empty, right? And I'm like, well, where are the pens? He's like, I don't know. I guess we sold them. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, well, we might have some in here. And he brings out like this bin that's also behind this glass case. And in it are like all of these pens. And I was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never seen these. So he pulls them all out and I grab three of the ones that I was kind of interested in. There were some duplicates and stuff. So if you guys are interested, I know where I can get some, but, um, and then they open them up to test them. And of course the inks all dried out and I was yeah. like, it's fine. It's fine. And they're like, well, let's see if we have the refills in the store. And I'm like, you don't, you don't have them. Like, just, <laughs> Trust me. You ain't got it. <laughs> I was like, just, I'm like, just sell it. The pens to me. And they're so like, this is well, not but they're dried out. And I'm like, I don't care. It went through this whole thing. Marco's like waiting for me in a restaurant. And I'm like, no, just sell me the pens. <laughs> and so eventually they're like, all right, well, we'll knock a few dollars off of it because there's no refill. Oh, that's... And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was like, but just give it to me. So I got them each for like, I don't know, maybe like, um, I got to find the receipt. I should know this better. They were listed for about 31 each. Mm-hmm. So I got them for like 28 each. Wow. Sweet. So, That's so awesome. Like, new old stock. And then I learned a cool new word, which was the whole some guy situation. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. someone posted it on my Instagram. And I'm like, I'm excited. I got to be the some guy. So. That's right. Uh, that was cool. I, I love... We actually don't get too much of that anymore. Like the the stationery store finds number one because there's not that many stationery shops out there for us to find stuff like that. But it's always cool um, when you do. I remember, um, you know, years ago people would find ink stashed 
at, at some stores and, you know, that hadn't been released for years and years and years. And that's always uh, cool when someone just runs across something like that ran- randomly, especially something as cool as those those pins you got from Retro 51. That's awesome. <laughs> and everyone kept cutting me in line, too, because all they wanted to do was buy lotto tickets. <laughs> everyone wanted to buy lotto tickets. And I'm arguing with this person. I'm like, just sell me these pens. And they're like, all right. Oh, it was, a- it was comedy of errors, but I got them. And also, like I said, there are more. So... I'm thinking I should probably go back and get the rest of them. Just hold well, on. You, I know. Yeah, you know, Mike. Well, Mike would. Uh, yeah, Mike would twist your arm. I'm sure. Yep. I want all of them. Uh, I I, <laughs> I remember the day, like back in the day, when I used to be able to do this with field notes. You know, like yes. I would just yeah, find some example. like random online store that was holding on mm-hmm. to like Firespot or something. I was like, oh my god! And they're like twenty five dollars. You're like right. now, it's just it's just crazy. I just I gave you a fire spotter, Mike, didn't I? You did. You did. We yep. just had one. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Do you want this? And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me now. Uh, it was that it's nothing. It's it nothing. On this one's totally common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, man. I sold all mine, by the way. So thank you to everybody if, who bought them. If there was anybody, I posted them all out. That's a whole job. Like, I remember why I hate eBay. Yeah. Like, just, it's just so, like, you got all these packages and oh, it was a pain. But it was good. So the Nakaya Fund is building. It's building. So uh, we heard that story about the Red Shifty ones uh, on, a, on a podcast that Tiff was on um, from Michael Lopp, who's Ransom Repose. He did a, he's got a new show, which is really good. And he talks about one important thing. And he had Tiff on the show to talk about pens. And we got a shout out on the show, which I appreciate. Yeah. Did I talk? I didn't think I told that same story about finding the retros. Mm, no. 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 Yeah. Okay. I don't think. That's new to the pen addict. I saved it for you. Yeah. Didn't you talk about the some guy thing, though? On the- you did, yeah, I did. did talk yeah. about the some guy thing. Yeah. 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 So Michael's a super interesting guy. Like, I've read his blog forever and ever and ever, and he's been around forever. And he probably wouldn't remember this, but I actually got to meet him at. Uh, xoxo in 2014 and he was like it's one of those guys like you know he doesn't ever put his face out there online very much like it's even hard to know you just people just call him rands because he doesn't put his real name out there too much so i had talked to him over email um well before the show you know doing some stuff with jet pens or just talking about pens in general because he would bring them up from time to time and Mm -hmm. um you know i would link them on the pen addict and i'd shoot him emails and you know, I think I even did something with him when I was at JetPen. So I wanted to meet him. And he was like one of those guys where usually I'm pretty good about like walking up to someone and saying, hey, you know, you know, my name's Brad, you know, I'll follow you online. It's like I was nervous to go talk to him because he seemed like, uh, uh, you know, like he doesn't put himself out there. So maybe he doesn't want to be bothered, but uh, he couldn't have been nicer. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit on and off off through the show. And uh, it, it was really cool to hear that podcast. I really enjoyed it. He was funny talking about fountain pens. Like how he has a bunch that have been given to him and they're just like sitting in a drawer. I would die to know like what he actually has. I know. I should have had him take a picture of his drawer. <laughs> post. Be like, reveal your shame. Like, yeah. Take a <laughs> He's like, oh, people give me fountain pens all the time, but I just use the Zebra Sarasa Clip, which is an awesome pen. That's also the the Gruber pen. I, I had hopefully had, I think I had a little bit to do with, with both of those back when I was at, at JetPens. Yeah, so, I uh, yeah, I, w- I wonder how he'll take to the Retro 51. I think he did a good job selling him on it. Yeah, yeah I he think sounded he, excited about it. I think he'd it. like it because it, no, it, it meets his requirements, right? It has no cap to lose. It uh, it has a really nice refill. And it's, you know, it's just a regular pen. So it's if he does everyone. lose it completely, mm-hmm. then it's not that big of a deal. 
yeah, he won't be able to dish out three or four hundred at any of his uh, talks, though. I don't think. No, no. Retro fifty one. Give us a call. We can set something up. <laughs> and so the go check that out in the show notes. Uh, it's called the one about pens. Is the name of the episode. So in the show notes, <laughs> you can find it. Which is funny. I like the naming as well. It reminds me of friends. Um, okay, let's take a break, and then we've got bags more follow up. I have a little uh, little surprise. I don't know if, if you spoiled yourself, Brad, by looking at the document yet. If you haven't, then don't. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is on a mission to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone whilst supporting a more sustainable food system. They set the highest standards of ingredients. They build a community of home chefs. That's what Blue Apron is all about. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron will deliver to you seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients that will let you make delicious meals at home. Each meal comes with a great instruction card, which gives you step-by-step breakdowns on what you need to do to put together this awesome meal. And all of the ingredients that you get, they're all pre-proportioned. They've been weighed out. They've been checked beforehand. And they've made sure that everything that they've got is like pre-proportioned. It's all in these little bags. It's all in these little pots. So you'll just need to know, oh, I just grabbed this bag of food and I've got everything that I need. You don't have any waste. You don't have that like one ingredient you have to run to the store to go and get they take care of it for you. You can customize recipes based on your dietary preferences and choose the delivery option that fits your needs. There's no weekly commitment, so you can only get deliveries when you want them. And Blue Apron delivers to 99% of the continental US. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with the freshest ingredients that support a more sustainable food system, you can make incredible meals. Blue Apron sets the highest quality standard for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farm fisheries, and Ranches. Now, Brad, I believe you have been uh, <laughs> cooking up a storm at Shea Dowdy this week. I, I'm dying laughing because I do not cook. Like, that is not one of my things. I can't grasp, like, some of the concepts of the freedom <laughs> that's required to, to be a good cook, right? It's I'm too strict, too detailed, too anal retentive to, like, be free in the kitchen. So I'm very instruction oriented and detail oriented. So blue aprons perfect for me. So I like I just we I got my um, meals in. I got uh, the salmon meal and I got the meatloaf meal. And then I picked the salmon one. And I just said I'm just gonna grab this, do it myself, have dinner for my wife when she gets home from work. And uh, <laughs> it was kind of awesome. I, I it was it was hard for me, you know, but I was able to follow the directions and get it done. I had a little rice snafu and I tried to double plan, uh, double plan my timer situation, but uh, it all worked out great in the end. And I got to say, the food was fantastic. Like, I mean, luckily I didn't, you know, I, I can't really butcher it because they give you all the ingredients and all the directions. So it's hard to mess it up. And the flavor and taste of both the meals, we've eaten them both so far. They were outstanding. And I, I know, Tiff, you're a, a Blue Apron user too, right? Oh, yeah. For like over two years now. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're like OG Blue Apron. <laughs> yeah. Before they were cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did. We were totally. I like. I would have a t-shirt and everything. No. <laughs> um, no, we love Blue Apron. We, so, this could be like addicting. Yeah. It is addicting. And we just love the variety. And it's made us better cooks. It really has. We know how to do things much better. Even when we cook on our own without Blue Apron recipes, we're a lot better at it. Yeah. So like my wife cooked the meatloaf one. She said, okay, I'll cook this one. We did that like two nights later. And she was mocking me by the time she was done. She's like, look how clean my kitchen is. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, settle down over there. Top yeah, chef. This is very similar to when me and Adina started this as well. And now I really enjoy it. But 
at first it was just like uh, just a, like a war zone. But I'm, it, it, these these things really can make you better cooks, and I've become a better cook as well, cooking yeah. these sort of meals every week. And I just want to I just want to reiter- reiterate real quick the the taste of both of the meals was phenomenal. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. My kids ate every bite. It, it was it was really exceptional quality food. New recipes are created by Blue Apron's culinary team, and they're not repeated within a year. So you'll be able to cook recipes like mushrooms and chipotle pepper enchiladas with lime sour cream, burgers and red cabbage slaw with creamy sriracha sauce and roasted sweet potato, or maybe potato and broccoli some, broccolini samosas with coconut lentils and yogurt sauce. There's just some of the stuff that's available right now. Go and check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. That's free food. You just, like three <laughs> meals, free, free shipping. Blueapron.com slash penaddict. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals at Blue Apron. We'd like to thank Blue Apron for their support of this show and Relay FM. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So I after last week's show, I got a package from my friend John Voorhees, who lives in Chicago. And John had gone to the Field Notes uh, HQ and he bought a gift for me. Uh, he picked up the un- uncut kind of covers, you know, those big cover sheets of Bylon mm-hmm. for me. How, awesome How cool is that? Is that? That's, so now I have this like big sheet of one of my favorite editions, which <laughs> I'm going to put in a huge frame and hang on my wall. It's so awesome because I, I was pretty jealous of the people that get to pick these sorts of things up because they're local to Chicago. So now I have uh, an, an uncut covers of my favorite edition. I might have had a little advance notice of this one. But, oh uh, yeah, I, <laughs> how you're involved in all of my gifts? <laughs> it's people. People want to do nice things for you, Mike. I so uh, they're they're looking for a little uh, little assistance. And uh, I, I I'm recalling up the these tweets now from John that me and him were talking. He says Mike likes the field notes reporter notebooks, right? <laughs> and then we had the whole conversation about where he's at and what he's doing. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm glad Thank it you again, up. again for arranging a gift for me. <laughs> so, pro tip: Mike likes field notes, so it's not like I'm going out on a limb here, a right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm two for two and getting you some something from pointing things to field notes. So, yeah. it's it's not uh, rocket science. Talking about two for two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You sent this to me uh, a couple of days ago uh, on Goulet Pen's Instagram. They have a picture of two Lamy Safaris, one regular one and one... 2000s, Lamy 2000s. Lamy 2000s, sorry. Two Lamy 2000s. Uh, one which is the regular one and one which is the anniversary edition. What what year was it? How many years? This year. Oh, 50. 50, 50 of the... Yeah. And basically it says that if you uh, buy a Lamy 2000 Black Amber right now, which is the anniversary one, you get a regular Lamy 2000 free uh which is a multiple hundred dollar pen so you get buy one get one free what is going on here so what were your or both y'all's initial thoughts when you saw this because before i even linked it i knew what was going on here like what were your thoughts when you saw this were like oh that's a deal I was like, that's a great deal. (laughs) That's kind of, it just went over my head until you kind of explained to me what you think's going on. Yeah, so what I think's going on is Black Amber can't sell because it's a train wreck of a pen. (laughs) And Lamy, 
as a dealer refuses to let retailers discount the pin. And this is me speaking from no inside information at all. It just seems very obvious to me what's happening. Um, so Lamy's sitting on ticked off retailers who cannot move a pin that they did a bad job with and Lamy won't let them get out of it by discounting it, which stinks. So now dealers have to essentially go around the process and invent a discount that doesn't discount, right? So the discount now is you get a free amazing pin with purchase, um, which is a great deal. If you want both of these pins and gift one to someone else or want them both for yourself, it's an awesome deal. But the onus lies on Lamy in this case for not allowing, you know, dealers to get out of one of their products that they kind of screwed up initially. Like this was the pin we talked about constantly last year, you know, the anticipation was huge. Then the release came and everyone went like, oh, really? That's it? And then the price is outrageous. And I think there was only 5,000 units made. And I thought they would have no problem selling it. Even just 5,000 units to Lamy fans, they're going to sell it. But apparently that's not the case. And they can't, they, dealers can't get out of them. So it's very interesting. And I just, you know, it's hard. And we're going to talk more about, you know, manufacturers in a minute they do very weird things in this market because they think it's the right thing to do because that's the way they've always done it these are 100 year old companies and well we just don't allow our dealers to discount it well now you're getting a bad rap because of what's happening with things like this so it's a it's a tough place to be in i mean I it just seems so strange that it's like they're being restrictive about this one pen, but overall, seeing a deal like this is not great for the Lamy brand. Like you don't get a good f- like. Th- I think the feeling that they're trying to avoid is to try and devalue. They don't want the pen to be devalued, right? Right. Right. But what you end up seeing is the whole Lamy two thousand as a thing, which is one of the greatest pens ever made gets the same treatment if you look at it like that because you can get two of them for the price of one mm-hmm. which shouldn't happen with this pen like, right there shouldn't really be discounts on this thing very often in all honesty because it is so good yeah. so it's kind of strange to see something like this yeah well as we'll find out in a minute you know a lot of these huge brands just don't care tiff do you have a lummy 2000 I don't. Have you ever used one? I don't care for it. Hmm. Um, no, I haven't because I, I just don't care for the look of it. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's a little too industrial. It like, is. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. It looks like a concrete building in a pen form. I, you know, it's very ac- very accurate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's an accurate statement. Yeah, it is quite brutalist. Like it's not. Yeah, that there, there aren't really any nice. There's no niceties to it. Really, a lot of the greatness comes in just the way that the pen feels because it's made of that Macrolon stuff. So mm-hmm. like. It's like holding warm metal. It's very strange. It's, it's a very, mm. very peculiar pen uh, in a good way. And uh, yeah, so it is a great pen, but I can totally understand that it doesn't really have the aesthetics. Um, it, it kind of, you just have to, if you like kind of boring things, maybe you'll like it. And sometimes I do like boring <laughs> things. And so, <laughs> Which is why they needed to drop a red mackerel on for I the 50th know. anniversary edition and solve a lot of problems at once and be praised instead of now they're just getting crushed and... I mean, I say that. I mean, that's a little overly dramatic. It's like <laughs> some guy on the internet's type. Some guy on the internet's <laughs> typing bad things now. What are we gonna do? 
<laughs> so you picked up some Mont Blanc Lucky Orange. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, so it's funny. I, I haven't inked up a pen with the bottle yet, but I was having uh, my own pen show party here and because um, I was Cause jealous so about sad. it. I know, right? <laughs> this is the world I live in. <laughs> Just Brad sitting around his pens. Hey guys. I totally was. I had like a I had like a whole thing like where okay, I'm gonna I'm wanna be in Philly and I'm jealous. So what I'm gonna do is ink up any pens that I bought at pen shows last year, so I'll have good memories. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is. You literally did have a little tea party with your pens. I did. That's what I was about to say. It was totally my own little tea party. I did. I promise I you. And I was I was so frustrated with my tea party in that I didn't have enough ink I bought at shows to use only ink I bought at shows last year. <laughs> I had way more pens than ink. Uh-oh. So I see I this as a, uh, as a problem for future pen show purchases. It's like, right, I need to buy right. ink. So when, when, when the dowdy pen show's in town, we've got... <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was really trying to restrict myself to just pens and ink I bought at pen shows. I, I, this totally happened. <laughs> and... Um, I I didn't have anything for this Mont Blanc, and I just bought these. Uh, I bought cartridges as well because I have that short safety Mont Blanc, the uh, Noir et Noir, which is now uh, the Bon M, uh, not the Bonheur, which is next in our topic list. Um, the the Bohem, sorry, um, my my little short pin, and it's a safety pin. Takes short international cartridges, so I was like, oh, those lucky orange will be great. And I inked it up. Um, and I haven't been able to get the ink flowing yet, so I haven't gotten to use it. So uh, I, I will have to re- do a full report black back on Mont Blanc Orange. Um, I'm sure it's going to be good. It looks very middle of the road, like I call it straight up orange. It just looks like it's just going to be orange. It's not going to have a lot of yellow. It's not going to have brown. So it's probably not going to have too much shading. It's kind of like uh, Ackermann 16. I imagine it's going to be like that, uh, which is a good, bright, uh, popping orange. So... Uh, my my at home pen show <laughs> wasn't a complete success, but uh, I am using the the Sailor King of pens, which I bought last year. I inked that one up because um, I I've been missing using that pen, and that that was part of me getting uh, some of these other pens out and inked up again and in the rotation because I've missed using them. So I had my own little pen show this week, little tea party. No one was invited but me. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about the uh, Mont Blanc Bonheur. And uh, when I say we spoke about it, we got a little bit upset um, and mm. we shouted for a while about this pen, which was uh, created by Mont Blanc um, for women uh, and marketed yeah. explicitly as such. Um, a couple of days after the show, I went. I was in a department store. We were buying furniture and I actually saw one of these in the Mont Blanc stand. Uh, and it is a very good-looking pen, except for the fact that they put a little jewel on the end, like on the cap, mm-hmm. which kind of ruins a lot of what I like about it. It kind of makes it look a little bit tacky. Um, mm-hmm. Not on the cap, it's on the on the, uh, the end of the pen, right? Um, but yeah, I didn't really like that part. But the rest of it looked really good, and I explained it to Adina that why we were so mad about it, and she thought it was kind of ridiculous. But mm-hmm. we at the time, we were kind of under the feeling of like, well... I think even you said right at the time that Apple Boom, who are Apple Baum, who are selling the pen, they used marketing copy that frustrated us both. But at the time, you were willing to kind of just give them a pass and say, mm-hmm. "Well, this is what they're being told by Mont Blanc to say." Yep. Um, and then <laughs> I'm just I'm frustrated. We even have to talk about this now, but 
Apple Boom posted to their Instagram account a picture of the Bonner um, on top of a bra. A black lace bra. Mate. Oh, of course. I forget the, the important details. Uh, sitting on top of a black lace bra. And uh, this was maybe, I can't remember who sent it to us, but then me and you both got really mad on social media and started tweeting at the Apple Boom account. <laughs> Uh, they didn't really seem to care and or understand what we were talking about, um, but we were really mad about it. And Tiff, before we kind of move on with this, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, what do you think about the marketing of this pen? How how does it make you feel? I think it's it's rather ridiculous. It feels pandering. It you know what I mean? Like you guys, we just talked about a pink pen in pink gold, right? Mm-hmm. And it had really nothing to do with women it was talking about a flower right and mm. the marketing of that um mm-hmm. the uh platinum pen so <laughs> this pen being marketed like this it's just so ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous like why is it on a bra who writes with their pens <laughs> topless like who's doing this oh, or yeah, that's what it is right like <laughs> realize that it's implying it's like oh let me just you know relax take off my bra and use my fountain pen like (laughs) let me just put it down for a moment yeah just and obviously the bra came off first and you were using because the pen is on top of the bra Mm -hmm. right so i mean like what is that implying like it and plus when you use a fountain pen it's at your desk another place where you're typically not without your bra like it just come on (laughs) I mean, it, it it's one step away from seeing like a sexy model only wearing lingerie, holding the pen seductively, right? Like, I mean, and it is m- only a stone's throw from that at this point. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, it's, it's super it's close. It's just ridiculous. And if it's trying to market towards women because it's the ladies' pen for you know our lady brains, like or whatever they're trying to say, it's like, well, we don't want to see it with sexy lingerie, right? Because I mean, the majority of us, I mean, come on. It does. That's it's just it just feels I'm trying to put this is it's tricky. I thought I was going to have some good jokes to talk about this, but now I'm just getting (laughs) mad because like (laughs) it's like, yes, ladies like nice things. Ladies like lace and frilly stuff and everything. But then it's also like you're not a real woman unless you like this stuff or Mm -hmm. you aren't pretty if you if you don't have Mm. sexy lingerie. You know what I mean? Like so there's like all these tricky messed up messages it's like it's a pen get it get it off my bra yeah and i thought yeah. the twitter responses to that picture also are pretty insane like some people are I like Ooh, some la la. And like i'm like ew shut up and then like and then there are a couple of them saying how ridiculous of a marketing campaign that is and so mm-hmm. that was that was good to see but yeah so yeah. like on the one hand pen companies have been doing this for a long time right i mean as long as there have been pen companies they've been making such and such for women and you know it's hopefully changing over the years that that's they're realizing that okay this is not necessary to market a pen like that just like you said we fawned over a pink and rose gold pen because it's an awesome pen we would do the same thing with this bonheur because it looks just awesome it can be a pen for anyone and the marketing is just super strange and i was willing to okay we talked about it and we're done and it's going to happen again some other company is going to come up with something and we'll talk about it again 
and you know apple boom had no skin in the game they were you know working with montblanc you know as a montblanc dealer using montblanc copy for the pen great Mm -hmm. so then yesterday apple baum took it upon themselves to do this picture and that really set me off like i was pretty upset about it and was was tweeting at them you know and uh yost who is the owner of apple bomb started finally later in the afternoon after they had went on a rash of like replies to like some of my questions you know saying like well why is it the men's pen marketed with men's underwear and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) the response i got i'm not pulling this pulling this tweet up was essentially i can't wait to see that picture this is from apple bomb um and I was like, wait a minute, something's not right here. So like, here's one that they <laughs> sent to me and it's like, it's just, it's just like, it's like they give with one hand and take with another. It's like, of course women can use all pens, but the Bonaire is marketed, especially for the ladies around us. It's like, oh my mm-hmm. God, like so close. And then you just, you just snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yep. Like why? So Yoast sent me a several messages. We talked back and forth a bunch yesterday that part got lost in the translation the tweet responses stuff he thought we were joking around with them and he responded accordingly and he's like i just didn't understand that and he apologized and you know he understands what we're trying to say now he never really said anything about the pick other than he's like you know what our next door neighbor retail neighbor is a lingerie store we thought it would be fun to go do this. I'm like, okay, I had, I like, I disagree with that. We're going to have to just, I, you know, I essentially said that. And, um, but there were the, the Twitter responses were a definite, definite lost in translation issue. I fully believe that they didn't mean any harm by that. Um, I don't think, I just think there's some cultural differences to where they don't, they, they have no issue with the picture. It seems like to me without saying that directly um they're like perfectly fine with that and you know uh, they did apologize i'm I'm not (laughs) like on twitter like they they said that you know i mean yeah i I don't know if it really means anything specifically but they did they did apologize uh but it's one of those like we're sorry you got offended type apologies i'm sorry you feel bad (laughs) yes 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 so it was an interesting day on, on the Twitters yesterday. But, you know, I mean, what are you going to... I'm not going to not say something after we've just talked about that. I mean, that was that was too far. Like, okay, Mont Blanc's marketing the pin towards women. It's silly. It's dumb. It's ridiculous. It's unnecessary. This took it to a different place, which I was, like, super not comfortable with. So, I mean, with any pen, though, like... Why even have gender-specific marketing? Like, all you right. need to do is have different styles of pens. And it's like, people will gravitate towards the one that mm-hmm. they are attracted to. And by putting a gender on it in the marketing, it's making one side feel bad that they can't, that they shouldn't want that pen because it's for somebody else or make someone else feel, you know what I mean? It's it's it's, right. it's making it, it's it's separating it in a way that shouldn't have been separated in the first place because it's a pen like again put a flower behind it have it be a color and whoever likes that color or that style 
will go to it. It doesn't have to be about being a man or being a woman to have yep. this type of pen. Like that's what's ridiculous about it. And again, the same with like an all black, like cement looking brutalist masculine pen too. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have to right. have like a football behind it or something in order to show that this is for the dudes. You know, right. <laughs> like it, you just have to have it out there. And if a woman likes that style, she's going to buy that pen. If a man likes that style, he's going to buy that pen. It has nothing to do with you know what's in your under your bra <laughs> like, right, right like it was you know like with the what i said last time with the copy like the copy talks about adding glamour and luxury to your life which you could just you can still say that i think talismanic was one of the words but yeah you could totally say all these things without invoking any gender yeah mm-hmm. it's like i like to add glamour and luxury to my life yeah, you know right. <laughs> why not but it's it my just, son's favorite color is pink sparkles no exactly. purple sparkles that's right it's just it's just strange yeah. it is just strange and uh you know i didn't know if i wanted to get go down this road again today but i i feel like it's worth it's just worth talking about because it's worth mentioning that we kind of gave apple bum a pass on this and they kind of screwed the pooch on this one i think and yeah. i don't really think they did a good job of all of this yep. i hope that they learn from it like it's just not necessary <laughs> it's just not necessary right right it, it, it didn't do anything all of their other Mont Blanc pens are taken on top of notebooks or tables, you know, mm-hmm. on their Instagram account. Like, they made a specific choice with this one, and they needn't have. Yep. Let's talk about a company that, that keeps their underwear and their pens separate, um, and that's <laughs> Pen Chalet. Uh, we love Pen Chalet because they have all of the pens that you're looking for, all of the brands that you want, and are an authorized dealer. So, you know, I'm going to be keeping my eye on Penchalet to see if they're going to get this Platinum 3776 in at some point because they. I know I'm going to get great customer service, I'm going to get great shipping rates, and I'm also going to get a discount as well because I listen to this show. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> they have a super great customer service, very fast, very reliable. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States. They also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates. They have lots of accessories and refills and inks and converters and stuff like that as well. They're always doing great discounts. They're doing closeout specials every couple of weeks. Penchalet has a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high-quality pens that they sell at low prices. As always, go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get the uh, code that you want to save 10% on anything at Penchalet. That's where you want to go. So you want to use that password PENADDICT to get into the special secret PENADDICT listener area and you'll get the code that you need to save anything. Save 10% on anything over at Penchalet. Now this week's offer is 50% on all of the Jin Hao pens that Penchalet have in stock. What do you think about this Yeah, one? so I, I don't know the different levels. Like there's an X450, X750, 159. I don't know what each of the different model numbers dictate. But what I do know is that people buy these Jin Hao's by the bucket full because they're really good quality for a really low price. People who I've read about them, I have not used them. I've read all the reviews about them. They're like, wow, this is a surprisingly great pen for less than $5, you know, in some cases. Um, it's a wonderful way to test out different inks you might be scared about trying an iron gall ink and another pen to put it in this pen to see how it works because it's not gonna you're not gonna lose anything i know people who buy like i said buy these by the handful to work on nibs themselves because Mm. it's a cheap way to get a quality pen 
and you're not worried about doing damage to it, but you can manipulate it and have fun. That's what I think of when I think of like Jin Hao. It's like a bulk pen, while it still remains a quality writing instrument, it just allows you to play around a little bit more and not have to worry necessarily about ruining your $200 pen if you want to put that crazy ink in it or you want to mix inks and see you know what happens. This is the kind of pen for that. And when you're shopping, um, it's kind of a no-brainer at this price point to add like one or three to your cart and uh, just have them laying around the house to mess around with. So they're they're very cool for that. Yeah, and talking price right you've got three different ones here one's 446 one's five dollars and three cents and one's 564 like yep these are super cheap <laughs> these are like yep. super super cheap so you can go check them out today go to penchalet.com p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-g.com thank you so much to penchalet for their continued support of this show and relay fm we love them they're the best mm-hmm. so tiff you were at the philadelphia pen show uh this past weekend um what made you want to go to the philly show well, it's really close by, so I felt like I should go check it out, right? Because, I mean, I mm-hmm. might not be able to get to Atlanta. Ooh, <gasps> I know. So I was, like, feeling a little sad about that, and I decided to go check out the Philly show since there was no snow this year, and <laughs> it's only a quick um, hour and 15-minute train ride away, so decided to go for it i only went on friday uh-huh. because um ended up having some family obligations that we had to go um take adam upstate with you know see my parents and so um so yeah only went on friday but still super glad i went and i mean why wouldn't you it's so close so i think i'm also going to go to the long island one too because that one's about the same distance so what is how does it compare brad you've never been to the philly show right or have you I have not. This is like kind of the second year of the reboot of the Philly Pen Show. So before, I, I don't even know that it really registered with me. But now that Franklin Kristoff and Erica Roscoe are running it, um, it has become way more of a thing, and it's way more out there. Um, you know, in the in the in the penosphere, like we know what's going on, you know, around Philly and people are sharing things to Philly and people are making it a destination show because it's been months and months and months since they've been able to get out. So it looks like it's really well set up, really well run and lots of really good vendors there and lots of cool people there. No, it seemed like um, a lot of the crowd, I recognized a lot of people who I first saw in Atlanta. And again, Atlanta was my first pen show. So this will, this was my second. And Mm -hmm. It's basically set up, um, they had a hallway and then a ballroom filled with tables and it very nicely spread out like the um, the width of the aisles. You could walk around a lot and mm. then they had some nice tables right in the middle where you could kind of like sit and write and hang out with people or grab something to eat if, you know, some of the vendors were getting food in and like having, getting to eat there. So I love that. Uh, it was a really nice setup. And of course... Um, Susan Worth was there in like her yeah. usual spot with her usual banners. Like nobody else had any banners like hung up on the walls, and everyone's like, "How'd you get that?" And she's like, "I just did it." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. That's pretty much her life motto. Yeah, <laughs> she was just delightful to see, and she was running around in her stocking feet looking for the internet password. And <laughs> I just, I you just fall in love with her. She's just so totally. Great. She is. Your picture with her was wonderful. I know. I like stalked her. I'm like, do you remember Brad? I totally name dropped you. I'm like, let's take a picture for Brad. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, total weirdo. <laughs> um, 
No, but she actually spent a lot of time with me convincing me not to buy the pen I thought I wanted to buy and instead mm. selling me two pens that I didn't know I wanted to buy, but I did want to buy. So, nice. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I'm not familiar with all the names of everybody yet, uh, but I did see a lot of familiar faces and everything was really well set up. I saw a whole bunch of internet people, uh, Instagram pen people that I recognized, um, mm-hmm. Murder Draws and Dan Don. And I don't know, I got intimidated about saying hi. I felt I felt weird. I felt like everyone was kind of doing their own thing, especially on Friday because it was a little bit more quiet from the videos mm-hmm. I saw from the Saturday and Sunday. It was a lot busier, but I actually preferred it on the quiet day because I did get the chance to sit down with Susan and she helped me with some of my handwriting and you had more time talking to the vendors because it wasn't so crowded. So that was really good. And yeah, uh, I was excited to see all the new Franklin Christoph, uh, the prototype pens that they had out and it, it was a it was a good time. I, I wish I knew more people there. I think I would have had more fun, you know, especially with the when you sit around and you do all the ink stuff and taking out paper and pens and yeah. hanging out with each other like people do in Atlanta in Atlanta. That was mm-hmm. much nicer, I think, because I knew you guys. So I had mm-hmm. a, a grounding. So I, I definitely let my sh- a little shyness get to me at the pen show this time. So I didn't I kind of kept to myself which was a, a different way to do it. And it let me kind of look at more pens on my own than being extremely social. So Flying under the radar, making sure you get those purchases in, you know? I did. Not letting anyone <laughs> get in front. Exactly. No, I, I should have said hello, but I got, I don't know, I felt like everyone was kind of doing their own thing in their own groups. And I know they would have been super friendly if I did say oh, hi yeah. and was like, hey, I know you from Instagram. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, hey, I was getting, getting texts and it's like, I just saw Tiff Farman here. Oh, shut it. You did not. <laughs> I promise you I did. I promise you. <laughs> One person came up and said hi, and he was very, very nice and asked if mm-hmm. Marco was there. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, he's watching our kids, so I could be here. <laughs> but um, but no, he, he was very nice. He was from New Jersey. He like dipped on over to the pen show while his kid was in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he had mm-hmm. to, he's like, I had to go back to New Jersey to pick up my kid. <laughs> um, nice, but, nice. Yeah, so... It was good. So what'd you buy? Well, I got two Franklin Kristoffs. I got nice. um, I got one of their... Let me take it out here. I got one of their Italian ice pens. So it has like that purple Ooh. sheen to it, which is kind of neat. And yeah. I got it filled with the Philly pen orange. I didn't buy a bottle, but I did get this tremendous Model 66 filled with that eyedropper. So I have a lot of it. Yeah, that's a huge pen, like the big 66. I have one of those too. It's really cool. Not in the Italian ice though, which I think is my favorite that I don't own. That that tint, I, I don't know how they do it, but it looks so cool. I know, but I can't, I, you have to get it in the right light to get yep. that. And totally. Like, then once you do, especially with the orange in there, it looks really cool. And um, I got another one of their, oh, don't roll away. Six <laughs> Okay. <laughs> get back here. Um, and I got another one of their, I think it's a 45. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, I was into the red all of a sudden, the show, everything I bought had some red in it and it's kind of like, um, a pearled sheen to it in their, one of their model 45s. Again, it was like a prototype. So nab that yeah, up I, because it seems like if there's one, then there's none. So that was one of my yeah. pin pity party pins. Uh, <laughs> I bought one, <laughs> I bought one in <laughs> Chicago last year. I, that baby came out for my pity party. 
<laughs> I was like, and, oh, uh, look at the little IPO on the cap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> oh, if I were a cartoonist, I would draw such a funny cartoon of like you and your pen. Oh, my goodness. They're all set around the table. You know, they've got little bottles of ink in front of them. And... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. the little um, the the little sample bottles, like each one has like a little one. Just, like the table's super small. Like it's like a little kid's <laughs> yeah. table. Brad's sitting at it. Yeah, my knees scrunched up. So, how was the Franklin Christoph arrangement? Was it similar to to what you'd seen in Atlanta? Like they had like a big table, and you could go and try everything out. Oh yeah, it was exactly the same. Exactly the same. They are like a machine. I have to tell you, like they, you see, they have all the prototypes right in the front, so it doesn't clog up any of the the workings of testing nibs and everything. Mm-hmm. A little bit further down the line, and then they have, um, you know, you can test out the nibs, you can test out the ink uh, before you decide which one you want to fill with, and then they have um, uh, name doing the work, the nib work at the oh, end. Oh, uh, Jim. Jim, yes. Um, yeah. And then he's doing the nib work at the end. He doesn't have a goatee beard anymore. Oh, clean shaved Jim. Wow. Yeah, yeah so their um, table's like a, it's got that bug zapper effect, right? I mean, the door's open and everyone's just like right over there. Mm-hmm. And, their and they're wa- the first table too. So it was like, bam, it was right yeah. there. Especially since yeah. they were pretty much sponsoring the majority yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then they held, they kept, held, I heard that they held back a lot of their prototype stuff to put out during each day each morning yes yeah they so started that doing that last year chance so that was nice and yeah so and that so it was it was just really good they had a lot of stuff they had a lot of cases um the ink the new the philly orange ink was really popular people mm. were grabbing that up real fast and their notebooks also they had a couple notebooks and things for for philly specific and um yeah, I sp- I'd spent like, and then, then once you got your pens, um, they put them in a bag and they said, you know, wait for your name to be called to get the nib work done. And so it was it was quite a long wait because people were picking up like two, three, four pens. Mm. Like it was. Yeah, that's what lot. I heard. That's what everyone was saying. Yeah, it was like a, a run on Franklin Christoph. So, so what's the deal yeah. with these prototypes then? Like, are they just? like one-offs that they're making or like stuff that they're going to put into production later like what is what is that all about i'm not sure it's, it seems like it's a one-off yeah it's it's more of like a few off thing like if it's either be some different material that's not in their stock lineup in a pen barrel model that you know it just doesn't come up for like a full production run so they'll make several of one color and one style and break them out, sell them just for that. Sometimes they'll introduce new pen models, like the 45 was one they introduced last year, um, to see you know what the feedback is like, to see if it becomes a production model pen. So yeah, I think they've just mostly play around with a lot of different materials, a lot of different combinations of materials, you know, different color finials with different color barrels that don't make just their standard lineup. And it's and like in the past couple of years, it just became a thing like, OK, what are you bringing this time? So now they're they're like fully committed to having to they kind of have to do it now. So now they're probably like planning where before I don't I think it was more almost like play test overrun type stuff. Now, I think they're probably into like more of a planning thing on what they bring as far as the prototypes go, because like Tiff said, they do purposefully hold stuff back for every day. Like what comes out Friday morning is it for Friday but Saturdays and Sundays is already pulled back and it's separate from those. 
it seemed like too they were they were trickling out throughout the day a couple more here and there that mm-hmm. they had I think more stock of because mm-hmm. uh, some people got in at eight o'clock for having a weekend pass and let, let me tell you that crew they would have like wiped it <laughs> clean and I'm pretty sure that they they were trickling some out throughout the day so people had more of a chance there was even one that had a Brooks material. I believe that I I think Mm -hmm. I saw on Instagram. And then there was this one awesome one. I wish I got a chance to see it. I only saw it on Instagram because someone bought it pretty much at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, (laughs) They called it the snow. And it's kind of like, I don't know, it looks like white and sparkly. And I just, I wanted to touch it, but (laughs) I didn't have any more. (laughs) It was gone. I asked about it too. I'm like, do you have just one back there? I'm like, I don't, I don't need to buy it. I just, I just want to touch it. (laughs) And they're like, no, we didn't even see it. It was gone so fast. So, um, yeah. To give you an example of what hits on that table, Mike in Atlanta, you know, I did the, I have the pin attic model. Oh, two that I sell and then I stock in the store. They did. We had like probably three other samples and prototypes that I didn't choose. So they got those back and they had those out at the Atlanta show and they were bought up immediately, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. like they worked on a bunch of pins for me, you know, so that ends up going back into the stash to be sold at a pin show. Yeah. And they had a cut out a couple of those antique glass ones. And- right. Yep. So it seems like it's a combo of stuff that they've made and haven't sold. Plus maybe a little bit of like show exclusives. Yep. Interesting. Huh. So that's that's kind of cool, right? I mean, I see why they do it if they have yeah. people lining up at eight a.m. to buy them. Absolutely. And let me tell you, Absolutely. it definitely make it gives you the FOMO. Like you're like, oh yeah, man, for I, sure. I'm not sure about this pen, but I have to buy it because it's not going to be here anymore. And then you buy it, and you're like, okay, because you know what I mean. Because yep. if you hesitate, then you can talk yourself out of it. If after you go walk around the whole show and see some other things. But because it's like someone else is going to pick this up immediately and then you're going to see it on Instagram two hours later and be like, no, <laughs> that's what I was going to buy. Then yeah. So it's a great way to sell pens. It's genius. Yes, yes, yes. Tell me about this nib holder that's in your picture. It looks really nice. Oh, yeah. I picked this up from um, someone who, uh, Nicola Pang. He had a whole bunch out. Um, He doesn't make them. He has them made um, Mm -hmm. and he sources them from different places. I believe he has a website. Uh, Let me see if I can get this right. Uh, No, he has an email address. Yeah, Uh, I know I've met him before. Possibly Nick, Nick, N-I-K-P on Instagram. Okay. possibly underscore n i k p anyway i'll give you guys a link um so i was just they just look so beautiful he had some of them with like wood and resin combinations with like some gold leafing on it and stuff i was just intrigued by them and this particular one that i picked up i could not walk away from because it's made <laughs> from a pine cone mm. which is awesome like they poured this the acrylic resin onto the pine cone and then turned oh, wow. it and it That's makes cool. this cool pattern and it was just really really neat and i'm like i I could try that so yeah i picked that up and he threw in some nibs and he was showing me a couple things like he wrote my name out and he was showing me a couple things that you could do with it and it's just more of it's a it's a nib holder for for dipping and you can't just use any ink you need like a more thicker a thicker ink you can't use a very liquid i don't know viscose mm-hmm. which which way is that is that thick or thin uh viscous would be thicker thick okay yeah that's the one and more more viscous 
There you go. Yeah. To attach to the nib. (laughs) The viscous meniscus. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So it was, that's a new thing for, to try out because now I have this beautiful holder and I am a big fan of obviously buying things and having gear and especially having attractive gear. I don't like to try something new with something ugly. So (laughs) I I like to get something pretty because then it encourages me to try the thing with the new beautiful piece of gear that I have for it. So there we go. Yeah. I I like having those nipple. I don't have, I keep looking for like a a fancy nib holder like this one. I have just like some of the basic, uh, they call them comic nib holders, you know, just the very, very generic um, mass manufactured nib holders, but they're fun to just throw in one of those nibs and play around with. I, I really enjoy just having them around. It's a, such a different feel um, than writing with a traditional fountain pen. I, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I'm excited to to start playing around with it. And then I, I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with Susan Worth, which was great. I thought I was going to go get a flex, another flex nib pen. And she's like, you don't want that. (laughs) She's like, everyone thinks that the flex is all sexy and it's not. And she's like, what you want is an italic. And I was like, okay. And then so she started showing me a couple and having me write things. And then I bought two italic nib pens. So nice. Thanks, Susan. (laughs) And they're pretty great. And she gave me a really very nice deal on them. And so, I really like that Parker with the uh, red cap on it. That's I've never seen like that color matchup is pretty cool. Yeah, I was, like I said, I was big into the red. It was too, actually, yeah. I was debating between two Parkers, both with red caps at her table. So, and it, it writes lovely. And um, I'm very attracted to the Parkers. I just, I think it's that arrow clip that I mm-hmm. really like. Uh, yep. All of my vintage, I have three vintage pens. No, four now. And three of them are Parkers. So I think, well, I think we thing. should get in, we should get into that, Mike. Uh, what that Tiffany has actually gotten into besides at mm-hmm. this pin show, right? I mean, this is kind of uh, uh, everything kind of <laughs> wild. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> Let's take a break. And then we, we've got to dive into that. Cause this, we, we've got, we've got a whole year to cover. And, uh, for Tiff, it seems like it's been quite the year. This uh, week's episode is brought to you by Harry's. For decades, big razor companies have relentlessly increased their profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy started Harry's to fix this. They knew that there was only one way that they could ensure the quality of their blades and keep the prices at a level that they were happy with. So they bought their own factory. And then by selling directly online, Harry's can offer their blades at about half the price of the big brands that you're used to. Harry's razors include everything that you need for a close, comfortable shave. They have a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades of a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, and a travel blade cover as well. They have all the extras that you're going to need, like amazing shave gel, or cream. Harry's believes so much in the quality of their razors that they guarantee that quality. You will get a full refund if for any reason you are not happy with your Harry's products. A man that I know is very happy with his Harry's products is Mr. Brad Dowdy. Well, they keep me out of jail for one. Uh-huh. Like I didn't have to go to the grocery store this week because I had Blue Apron. So therefore, I didn't get on the camera on the razor aisle like I accidentally did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so where they think I'm stealing because Harry's just gets delivered straight to my door and the blades just come automatically and my handle never uh, never goes out of style or has any problems. So I just swap in the blades and I'm good to go and I am uh, not under arrest. Which is always a good thing. We like mm-hmm. to keep you on the show uh, and out of the clink. Aries is so yes. confident in the quality of their blades that they want you to try their shave set 
for free. Just go to harrys.com right now, enter the code PENADDICT to check out, and you will claim your free trial set. And because you're a listener of this show, you'll also get a bonus post-shave balm added to your order for free. All you need to do is just pay for the shipping. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com, the code PENADDICT to get your free trial set and free post-shave balm. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. So, All right. <laughs> about a year ago, um, I spent some time at the Arment's house. Uh, it was out in December. And me and Tev got to talking about pens and art stuff and art supplies. And I decided that I was going to send Tiff for just a, a small package of some pens, some fountain pens that I thought might get her into our world. So I sent a Twisby Eco and a Pilot Metropolitan. And I think I got the pop one because it was in teal. So I know how to go mm-hmm. straight, mm-hmm. like straight for the bullseye. And I think I got yep. you some like teal colored ink as well. Maybe yep. like an Orochizuku ink or something. Yep. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> that we would be sitting here a year later um, and Tiff has a, a far greater collection of pens than I do uh, at this you're point. Like, uh, you're like Dr. Frankenstein, I think. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> it's out of control. It's eating the villagers. <laughs> so we spoke about this. Uh, we spoke about your kind of your deep dives a little bit, I think, when you were on the show last time after Atlanta. You know, and we spoke about some of the stuff that you bought there, like your Newton pen that you bought at the show, mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious that you kind of went straight <laughs> for a Newton. Uh, and the Brooks pen, which you convinced me to buy, the Sky at Night. And we spoke mm-hmm. about that a little bit. But since then, you've gone even further and you've purchased an Akaya. Yep. <laughs> that's a re- it's recent I didn't like just come home from Atlanta <laughs> and purchase one I waited a couple months uh-huh <laughs> what, which you one research- did you, you researched it well yeah I mean, you did you good were, research you were, you were digging into this pretty hard I mean you were you were asking us questions too and, and looking at a bunch of different things I did and I almost I almost bought one um I bought a I almost bought a used one but the nib wasn't what I wanted it was the exact same pen and model and everything but the nib wasn't right so i decided Mm. to just go for it myself but i got the art model feathers and i got the pink uh gold plated nib with um and it's the double broad extra broad sorry they call it extra broad and this is just flat out one of the most beautiful nakayas that that are available it's, it's so stunning. bright it's awesome. and colorful, right? Like it's and it's so different from all of their other pens. Like it's real, real standout to me. I love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I like it a lot. The feathers are sparkly, and as Mike said, I think last time on the show, you were describing it because you were over at our house recently and got to see it and use it. It's kind of raised the texture, but yeah. it's not makey, right? Is that how you say that? Again, uh, okay, I'm gonna get. Things. I'll get killed for this uh, maki. Maki. But okay, I, yeah. Um, I, I, I keep I keep changing my pronunciation. So <laughs> that's how you, eventually you'll get it right, right? You just keep saying it in different ways. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those things. You're only at home by yourself reading it, right? And so how do right. you? You know, I don't know anyone, a native Japanese speaker, to teach me. Oh, I'll get emails. I'll I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, good. But it's not that because it's painted with acrylic. Um, so. That's why it's not as expensive as some of their other models, but it mm-hmm. is just as beautiful, let me tell you. I want to know what Mike thought getting his hands on a Nakaya again, because it doesn't happen 
all the time. It, no, I'm, it, outside of pen shows, this is the only time that I ever got to handle them. Like, I, and I was just so. I'm like, I wanted that one, but like, I won't. I, I don't. I want to buy. I don't want to buy it because Tiff has it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want to have my what? own one. It's nothing to do with you. It's like I don't want to just buy what you have, you know. I want to get my own Nakai one that I have. And I found that one where they inverted the, the the Naguru. Is it Naguru? Yeah, because yeah, it was. But crack. this is my thing with all Nakayas. As soon as I, I want to buy the one that I touched the last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they're just all so incredible. Yeah, but see, I got a I got a mimic of the Brooks pen. So I bought what you we're bought. Gonna, we're going to get to that. Sorry. Sorry. But I'm saying it's not, it's not totally weird to do that. I know. But I've, I, now I'm like, I have my eye on this one for so long, mm-hmm. like that the, the one that I want. So I figure I'm going to get it. But there's nothing to say that a man cannot own two. Um, That's right. And the thing that really blew me away with this one, like as, as Tiff mentioned, is the fact that it's raised because it's as if they found tiny feathers from a mythical colorful bird and just <laughs> stuck them on and like lacquered over it. Um, and, and that is just, it's, it's so cool. And, and I just wonder, like, cause I am, every time I go to Nakaya's website, I just, I'm incredibly intimidated by it. Uh, and, and I know Tiff, that you bought directly from Nakaya.org, right? Mm-hmm, I did. Uh, and what was that experience like? Um, well, I filled out the form like months before I pushed the button to go. <laughs> I, I looked <laughs> at it. I went through everything. I, I filled everything out. I took the writing, the little like writing test that they give you towards the end. And then I just, I would stop and I wouldn't push the button because you know what? The thing is you don't give them any money when you push that button mm-hmm. on their website. You go through the whole ordering process and everything. So like, even if you do go as far as like to push the button, you still have to wait for them to send you the invoice and everything. And even at that point, you could be like, nope, nope, nope. I can't do it, you know what I mean? Like, so there, there is that little fail safe, which is really nice. And But I mean, just going through all of them and their pictures are really good, I think, for what you're getting. You're not, especially because you can't really see it in person. Um, I think that their pictures are really telling and, th- and that's what it feels a little bit better and, and nice. Um, and it, they really do step you through the process through the order. I I had a good time doing it. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) And I would recommend anyone using their website. And after they, after you do it, they, once you do push the button after months of debating whether to push the button or not, then they send you a very nice email about it. And they give you kind of like a little written out invoice and they tell you to send them money and you say, okay, and you send them the money. And then they, they give you follow-ups on how, it's going, you know, like, oh, oh cool. or this, um, let me see if I can jump into my email and see. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I have so like four there's like status updates. emails from them um, being like, oh, you know, we appreciate your order. We just want to let you know that here's the estimated delivery. And then they send you the thing and then they let you know when it was shipped and they give you the um, Japanese postal tracking number and they are very transparent like if you need to email them they'll and it's it's all in english you know you can totally mm. communicate a couple of the words might be a little bit off but i mean the majority of us are able to communicate with each other with a couple words flipped here and there and it's completely fine you know exactly what they mean so it was it was great and I felt like I was in control of the ordering process, which was really nice because they were communicating directly with me. I wasn't going through 
another party mm. um where like another like you could miscommunicate something that you wanted but yeah i'd highly recommend it it was good so how's it been how's it been using it you've been you you did good oh it's like butter <laughs> <laughs> i just i love it i love it it's so smooth and beautiful i'm still a little bit i'm very much babying it and i know i shouldn't because of you know i feel like what i spent on it i should really really be using it but right i don't take it with me anywhere it stays at home um i still haven't found the right ink to put in it it not it i have to find the right the right thing so I'm what, still have, what have you been that. going through what have you what have you uh fired already like have you like oh i think this is good but it didn't work out like what have you been trying well let me get my little notebook here um i had in it uh the J. Herbin Ombre de Bre. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, that's what it's we called. Have, we have a video for that. <laughs> yep, I'll put it in the show notes. It's a J. Herbin. J. Herbin. J. Ombre de Bermely. Perfect. Go. There you go. <laughs> Je suis parlé français. Um, so I tried that. It's kind of like a yellowy mm-hmm. gold color. I thought maybe that might be nice because I don't want to put anything sparkly in there and mm-hmm. mess things up. So. I tried that and it's just like, eh, and I, I thought about, you know, now I'm th- now I'm in the thinking phases, which, you know, you get stuck in, in the thinking loop Yeah, yep. of, do I put I, a teal in there? Because that's what I like the best. And it's like, oh, I have so many pens that are teal and it matches mm. better. Do I put a pink in there? I don't know. Like, yeah. So. Sounds completely familiar. Yeah. Now I'm just, I'm stuck in the thinking ink loop and yeah. I feel like once I get the right one in there, I'm, I'm going to use it all the time. Yep. Yep. You'll figure it out. I think so. Mm-hmm. But I love it. And I definitely know I made the right choice. One of the things that is so intimidating about this process is the form that you fill out. Like mm-hmm. I, I get really like uncomfortable with filling out a, an invoice form as opposed to just clicking buy. You know, well, like there's so I, many mm-hmm. choices, though. Like, what do that's you what, like? That's what's know, intimidating. So and stuff. I've been sitting here clicking it clicking away <laughs> and now i'm at like a writing style questionnaire and and i'm scared i'm gonna go like because if i fill out this questionnaire and i kind of don't answer it right like i made the mistake you know like it was me i made the mistake and like i don't know how heavy my writing pressure is it doesn't seem like they change it that drastically compared to your answers okay. i think they i think they think about your answers but it doesn't seem like it's i mean because you wrote with my pen, mm-hmm. right? Like it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like, oh wow, it's so personal to you that I can't write with it, right? Yeah. I don't think you you thought that. Um, I was just intimidated yeah, you... about picking the right nib. I was I was scared about the pink gold because I'm like, oh maybe if it's weird, but it's what I really want. And I'm like, but I'm so glad that I did it that way. And then I was afraid about the extra broad. I was a, I was worried that it was going to be too broad, which uh, for me uh, that isn't really a thing. But I still like was getting afraid to talk myself out of it and Mm. i'm really glad i went with that too because it ended up being perfect for me but yeah i don't know it's i don't i don't think that they i think they think about those answers to those questions but i don't think that they're changing the nibs so dramatically that you would feel like you have no course of reversal with a you know with a with a nib master who wants to who can fix it up for you or something isn't that right brad like don't you yeah no that's what i was gonna say is like you just stay completely moderate like on your answers right you don't press too firm you don't press too hard you don't press too soft 
um, you know, you just everything kind of you keep it in the middle range. It'll be as close to stock as possible. Um, just, you know, figure out which size you want and then um, everything else will be essentially standard. Like Tiff's saying, they might just tune it up a little bit. Um, and then, you know, if you there's something you need to change, you can take that up afterwards. Like, here's my thing, though. I do write weirdly. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't hold pens in the regular way. So, like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like we have, we spoke about it so many times on the show that, like, I'll pick up a pen that everybody loves and I just can't use it because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I'm like, uh, I don't know, like, should I tell them about, like, the fact that I hold the pen at a weird angle, you know, like, will it make it better? Will it make it what? Like, it's just, it's all a very mm-hmm. intimidating process. But I agree, like, I can get it worked on. But then I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> like, I, got, I, I screwed <laughs> it up. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's just also because I'm looking at the total of the shopping cart, right? Right. And, and like, that is right there. And currently it's at $1,000, and like I really, when that thing arrives, I want it to be perfect, right? And because it's an obscene amount of money, it's it's just mm-hmm. such a. I can see how if you were like just filled it out and then just left it, <laughs> it's like yep. just like threw a grenade and then just ran away. Like mm-hmm. it's <laughs> such a. And and I guess it's part of the fun and the excitement and the the whole thing about it is like is because it should be a big deal. Because mm-hmm. they're so expensive and they are so incredible, like it should feel like a big deal. Um, but I think that that adds to like just the overall like ah, of it all. Mm. Well, I did. I definitely filled out that writing section part like four times. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, maybe <laughs> I'm like, wait, and I'm like, let me go back and write something on a piece of paper while I'm taking this test to like look at every little detail of how I'm holding my pen. And when I started, when I started answering everything, like kind of like, oh, like kind of in the middle. Oh, kind of in the middle. Oh, kind of in the middle. I was like, oh, right. Oh, it's a little bit. And, but yeah. do they, they give you little diagrams on mm-hmm. some of them to show you. So I feel like maybe like your writing angle, if it is um, more broad, like steep or, or I don't know, acute. But then or- it's like the, the, the diagrams make it worse for me because the diagrams <laughs> look nothing like my hand. Right, like it's a right handed. They ask you about left, about being left handed. They do, but then I like, I'm like a, like an overhook. Like it's all, you know, it's all a big thing, and I, I don't know. It's just, it's intimidating. But anyway, let's not make this all about Nakaya because there are other, <laughs> there are other things at play here. So you bought a Newton pen. I go on. Yes, but first I need to tell you: Are you going to get the little converter with the fish on it because it's adorable? Yeah, I'm Good. gonna do. Okay. It. Because just making sure because it looks like a tiny fish tank inside of your pen and it's mm-hmm. adorable it's like it's like a whole extra <laughs> that's thing. the one re- one regret i have is i i don't have one of those i just need to buy one separately yeah i totally uh get that yeah this isn't all about nakaya right let's let's talk about some of the <laughs> other stuff that's going on here so you bought the newton pen from sean newton himself in atlanta mm-hmm. this is the only newton you own right no i have another one <laughs> <laughs> I have two. Um, it's his Orville model. It's black and white. Um, I could think uh, Invisavu. I think that's what the material is called. Um, and it has a black nib. And I saw it on his Instagram. He had just, it was one of the ones that he made and was like, it's for sale. Who wants it? And I was like, I do. <laughs> so, because it was one of the first black, like all black and white kind of pens that I really, really liked. It looked kind of neat i don't know it's um 
I'll send you a link so you can show a picture of it. He had yeah, it on cool. his Instagram. And yeah, I think I bought that in June. So it was one of his his stock his stock pens. So I have two. I have two Newton pens. Yeah, and the one you bought in Atlanta was uh Kaysen, right? Yeah, yeah, an yeah. antique Kaysen actually. And it is yeah. the fussiest fuss pot <laughs> pen ever. It Why is, is that? It's pretty though. It's she's she's very pretty, but she's kind of a bee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it has the piston filler on the back, so I can't ever open it because um, mm. I'm very intimidated by that. Because I've already broken it and sent it back to Sean, and he fixed it gotcha. because I forgot what I was doing and just untwisted it. And when you do that, um, just like if you're going to refill another pen to have the you know use the converter. You just open it up. But with this, the bladder and everything is kind of glued in. So if you twist it open, it undoes it. And so I made a big mess of it and he fixed gotcha. it for me. Very embarrassed, but we we made it work. Um, I didn't irreversibly break it. Uh, and it also can't get, the casing can't get wet because right. it is old and um, very delicate material. So I can't do that. And so it's uh, it's finicky. Beautiful beautiful and i love writing mm. with it when i do have it filled but it she's finicky do you guys have any finicky pens that are beautiful but finicky yeah and yeah, frightening yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. keep them because they're pretty <laughs> yeah and because it cost me so much money yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do they cost so much extra money <laughs> the beautiful finicky pens my big finicky pen right now is is my custom medicine so i had the menlo <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing <laughs> And just every now and then, just ink starts pouring out the back of it. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> so I was totally going to say my Edison Menlo, which I absolutely adore, but it's, it's finicky. It's a challenge. Yeah, they're not everyday writers. And I've had to send it back to Brian, Edison, Brian Gray before. You know, it's just so this, the story sounds familiar. That makes me feel better. But it is mm -hmm. on a it's on a beautiful it's on a Brooks stand on my desk and I look at it every day. <laughs> it's definitely one of the ones that stay out, stays out all the time, but uh Tiffany Penn, you are tricky. You mentioned um Brooks. So uh, Jonathan Brooks, Carolina Pen mm -hmm. Company. You bought a sky at night. I did. I said I wanted to look just like Mike's because I wanted to buy it and he bought it. <laughs> I was like, I already spent too much money in Atlanta and I talked myself out of that pen and then Mike bought it, which was so much for the better because you love that pen so I much. I do. Mm. But it just made me keep thinking about it. And then so he made me one. And I even think he made he made the um, the resin. He remade a cast for mine because I was like, I want it to be like Mike's where there's big areas of it being dark and then the swirl because mm -hmm. I seen him do some newer ones with the sky at night material and it's all very bright which is also gorgeous but it wasn't quite what i was looking for so he he made me one um specifically like that and it, it took a it, he he's backed up he has a lot of work he does he a does. lot of stuff so he i ended does. up getting two from him that one and this other one it's kind of like um a white resin uh, it was another one that i saw a picture of on his instagram and i'm like i need one of those and he just <laughs> changed the clip for me and did something a little bit different and it's a, like a white it kind of looks like a wood grain white <laughs> acrylic and then it has bands of kind of like an aqua minty teal oh color, that's cool very pretty yeah i haven't seen that i'm gonna check that one out yeah and uh on the the sky at night i got the 
how do you pronounce it? The Fude? Yeah, Fude. Yeah. Fude. Yeah, which then made me go and buy one, which I love. I I love my Fude nib. It's one of the weirdest things that I have, but I, I absolutely love it. It's so fun. I took it out at the pen show and someone was like, whoa, that one's broken. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Little do you know, gather around. Let, let me show you. <laughs> They're like, what did you do to that? <laughs> <laughs> I made it better. They're like, oh, I've never seen one that bad. Did you drop it? Yeah, I was like, no. So where, so where right now, like, what are your preferences for a good pen? Like, what do you look for now? I think now it's more it's mainly style. Mm-hmm. I I like a lot of these more um handmade artist inspired pens, I guess you would say. What what would you mm. call them? I mean No, I think that's very accurate. Yeah, I mean it's definitely more of a a custom, you know, it's it's very different than like stock models. Um yeah, no, it's just that that uniqueness of their their style and creativity it's essentially art right so yeah exactly like i i'm more drawn what fits you yeah yeah i'm more drawn now to like the nikayas the brooks the Mm -hmm. um the newtons because and now the what is it the what's the hawaiian one i'm very excited Uh, uh, kanalea kanalea yeah Yeah, i'm very looking forward to getting my hands on one of those yeah Uh, that's what i like now and if i a more modern pen like one of the regular standard company pens i it has to be like a really kind of cool different edition for me to buy it um but i am looking forward to that new lamy with the blue their new blue for 2017 yeah that's a good color and we we haven't um put that in the in the show yet we should do that um mike they're starting to release their this was the uh al star color for 2017 they're starting to release some of their limited stuff yeah, definitely going to grab one of those. I also got the one of the uh, the black guilloche vanishing points. Mm-hmm. I got one yeah. of the. I I like that a lot. I like the texture of it. Um, again, it has to be something like unique and kind of right. a little bit weird, and that that's what I like. I like it. That's that's the that's a good way to put it. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm feeling these days as well. You know, it's you just know like a person was behind this. Not that mm-hmm. a person didn't make these other pins, but you know, a lot of them maybe just came off a mach- machine production line, which is great. And I have some lovely pins that I use every day that are made that way. But you know, these were, there's something a little bit extra, something a little bit more special that you know, yeah. like someone was really involved in it. When it looks weird or there's a crazy color or there's a bonkers material or something, it's like, this didn't just... This didn't just come from a machine. Like mm-hmm. somebody had a, mm-hmm. an idea to this. It looks designed and I yeah. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like I look right now at what sits on my desk and the pens that sit on my desk now are so different from the pens that sat on my desk like 18 months ago. Like they tend to be bright and vivid and they tend to be acrylics rather than, you know, metals. Um, and they've got swirls in them, and I have stands for them. And, and <laughs> I think I've just, I, that's just, this is just where I am now. And I, I think I've been speaking about this a little bit maybe uh, over the last six months. It's just like, I, I really like my pens to be pieces of art now mm-hmm. because I'm, I've really kind of like, I have found what I like to use. Like, I know what I like to use now. Like, I just like to use fountain pens, really. Um, I love to collect retro 51s for like the everyday stuff or like if I need to throw a pen in my bag and I just like having those. 
Uh, but everything else is just like, it's just fountain pens. I had a brief flirtation with mechanical pencils that was mostly passed. Um, and I just like things to be big and bold. Um, and that's kind of where I am right now. And 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 this is what is interesting me. And it's why, you know, it's why I've put in an order for my first Newton. And it's why I'm now looking at the Gaia. Like, this is kind of just where I am in my pen addict-ness. <laughs> It's a nice place it to be. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> one of my I favorite like new pens from the year that I got was a um one of the Pelican M M four hundred, the white mm-hmm. tortoiseshell, but the one yeah. from Bung Box with the uh Makai, <laughs> the cherry blossoms painted on the cap. Yeah. It is so pretty. I just I love this pen. I just eat it up. And again, it's 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 a regular company pen you know it's it's a pelican but it just mm-hmm. has that extra touch to it it has the artist signature on it and i freakishly got it from amazon and because if you go to the bumbox site there's a little button on top that says like see our american store and you mm-hmm. click it and it's like a link to like one pen through mm-hmm. amazon yep. and they only put like one thing up here and there and they happened to put this up and i was like give it to me <laughs> and now they don't have it anymore telling all the secrets oh sorry no i'm just kidding <laughs> i was like wait what what is that gotta, crazy gotta leave noise them, gotta leave I them was... leave them all for us <laughs> i thought i thought skype was making a strange noise no. <laughs> that was my shush what is that was my shush. <laughs> no it was funny when i when i wanted the um the love pink back in the spring and i'd been emailing them a bunch and they finally email me. They like go to the amazon store now and press the button and then we'll package it i'm like okay <laughs> Oh, that's I'm good like, to know too. So they'll put yeah, something like, up there because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Because like, that website, you, this, you can't but... navigate it unless yeah. you. I was like, ah, is nope, can't read any of this. <laughs> I'm just clicking buttons here, hoping yep. a picture pops up because otherwise, sure. I don't know what's going on. Yep. So they they do that from time to time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, even the it. translation, like Google can only do so much <laughs> you know like, yeah. it, right it can only go so far and like I've, I've clicked the translate button right now and and it's it's there's a lot of images on this page right as opposed to just text uh like images that have like that have text within them and obviously they can't be translated uh so yeah that that's interesting but like you know it doesn't help me because uh still the u.s store i think i can still order from the amazon store like they've got something up there right now like a it's called the demoda fountain pen looks kind of cool but it it isn't it isn't either of the ones that you have either of you which i'm so jealous of both of your Mm -hmm. you you got the uh the sailor right brad the the pink love sailor and tiff i've Mm -hmm. seen the pelican that tiff has and oh my god my god oh yeah it's fantastic it's stunning it's stunning. stunning but yeah mike you do have friends so where will we be in a year Oh, where will I be in a year? Yeah, when you come back on in a year's time, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, I, 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 maybe by then, like, you and Brad are hosting the show together or something. I just get pushed <laughs> Or if I, I've just transformed into, like, Leopod. Binders full of Nakayas. I feel like I'm slowly morphing into her. Like, she, mm-hmm. I, I see her Instagram stuff and I'm like, Oh, I can yeah. buy that. It's okay now because she has like thirty. I have one. Right. It's fine. And then I'm like, I have two. It's it's fine. She has like forty. Right. Like, <laughs> My wish list is pretty much her feed. Yeah, yeah I know. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Leia has so. some just, just. Oh my god. Yep. I remember uh, in Atlanta when she just 
grabbed like just got hold of Anakaya's out and just me and Tiff were just passing them backwards and forwards to each other, just marveling <laughs> at them all. Yeah, we were kind of just making a puddle of drool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if everyone knows this, and it's it's not a secret, but she is going to be at the Chicago Pen Show this year, I know for sure. So uh, any anyone who's considering going to that show, you might want to make extra special. I think she's even going to do a class there. I'll have to go back and look at the site and see what the, uh, what the class is on. But uh, I know she will be in Chicago this year. Pronounce her name for me again, because I think I'm always saying it wrong. Lay. Lay. I always say mm-hmm. Leia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lay. Apologies. Yep. I love you. <laughs> yep. We all love her. I She's want the to best. Be you. <laughs> oh my gosh. We all do. She's the best. She's the best. You're like pen fairy godmother. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That Tiff, perfect. if people want to find you online, where should they go? Uh, probably Twitter and Instagram. Um, Tiff Arment or Tiffany Arment. I'm out there. I have a snarky face cartoon, and that's me. <laughs> And of course, if you if you want to hear more Tiff, you should go to relay.fm slash top four. Oh yeah, the podcast I do. Don't worry about it. And uh, Tiff is also a frequent contributor to uh, the incomparable, um, and especially yes. low definition, which is a hilarious podcast that you should listen to. How would you describe low def? Um, it is. Hmm. <laughs> it's not like a game that people might know. <laughs> it's totally different than something that might be called Boulder Dash. Totally different. Totally but, different. Um, gotcha. But gotcha, if you gotcha. like Boulder Dash, you will love low definition. <laughs> so people should go check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes to a uh, recent uh, to to low def, so people can go check that out too. It is hilarious. You you think is it funny? Is it interesting to listen to people play a, a board game on a podcast? The answer is yes. Yes. Uh, if you want to find our show notes this week, which include lots and lots of links to lots of beautiful pens, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 240. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors this week for supporting the show, Pen Chalet, Blue Apron, and Harry's. You should support them because it helps support us. If you want to find Brad online, he's over at penaddict.com and knock.co. He is dowdyism on Twitter and penaddict on Instagram. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad and Tiff. Goodbye, Brad and Tiff. Tiff. Yes.